Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of the Disney Challenge podcast. My name is Dave. And I'm Johanna. And I'm the very special part of this podcast, Jeremiah. That's right. Woo! We have a special guest tonight. And uh, not only do we have a special guest, we are broadcasting or podcasting from a special location. We are at day two, Saturday night of WonderCon weekend here in beautiful Anaheim, California. We are doing this from our hotel. So if it sounds a little weird, a little wonky, we're using different microphones. We're trying out a portable podcasting system. And yes, you're going to hear all the plosives that we can possibly do. As long as you keep saying portable podcasting. Exactly. So that's it. So for those of you who don't know, Jeremiah Oh, man, we go back so many, so many, so many decades and, and years, and we've known each other since we were teenagers, and here we are many years later. No longer teenagers. No longer teenagers, <laughs> but still big Disney geeks. Uh, for uh, those of you in the Disney Challenge world, you'll know Jeremiah, who played on a couple of teams. And, and annihilated then... everyone. <laughs> I, I only played on once. Yeah, and then well, you said you can't play anymore. I think, you, I think you played in one twice, and we said no more yeah. of that. And uh, we recruited you. You're part of the Challenge team. But then you went and moved to Florida. I yeah. Know. So we keep threatening to have you write the Disney Challenge Florida edition, but you know what? Ooh. Who knows? <laughs> Disney saying. Challenge Florida is just a scary thought. But once you're on the once once you're part of the part of the ship, part of the crew, all that good stuff, you're you're on the Disney Challenge crew forever. So yeah, you're stuck with us. Yep, yeah. there are no pills to fix that. That's right. But we wanted to get Jeremiah out here since he is in from Florida, and we got a special night to hang out with him uh, just to kind of get his perspective. What makes this another unique thing is we are podcasting from WonderCon which is at the Anaheim Convention Center. It is all things geeky, but of course, as we said on the last one, it's Marvel, it's Star Wars, it's... Disney. Disney owns half of the geek universe at this mm-hmm. point. So we're going to talk about uh, WonderCon for those of you, because most people who listen to this probably like to go to stuff like that. So today was day two, and uh, what did you guys... What, what have you guys think thought about the, the con so far, Johanna? It's great, like always. It's always fun to see everybody cosplaying and really getting into the spirit of being geeky. I love seeing new costumes and just checking it out. It's great just for people watching. Yeah? What do you think? As, as, as one who, who goes to the panels and stuff at a... At a <laughs> I, I definitely am no longer the, hey, I'm just going to go walk around. I go to the panels. Um, I enjoy WonderCon because it's the little brother of San Diego Comic-Con, and I don't have to sleep out overnight to see a panel. Yep. Today I got there an hour before and had great seats for all the fun panels today. I unfortunately only touched the floor for maybe 10 minutes as opposed to you guys who was on the floor the entire day. We've been on the floor for two days straight now. Yeah, my feet can definitely tell. <laughs> hey, you finally took off your shoes. Good, good for you. Sorry if my feet stink. <laughs> no. I apologize. What's going on in here? Yeah, I, I, I love WonderCon ever since we started going many years ago. It's just kind of been this cool little, uh, like you said, it's like the little brother of San Diego. Um, we've never been to the San Diego Comic-Con, which I know you go to. Well, we can never get tickets. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not in, you're not in. And here we are. Uh, man, this is probably our fourth, fifth WonderCon that we've oh been to. Oh, my gosh. Has it really yeah. been? started here in 2012 was the first time it was in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. And then it did one year in Los Angeles. So I remember the year in Los Angeles. 12, yeah. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. This is the seventh year? No. Seventh year. 
Yeah. Could be. Wow. Could be. Wait, I must be off because it's, I've only been out of the state for five years and I went to the first one, so it must have been 2013. Maybe. Or somewhere there. Well, we might have gone to all of them. I don't know. I, I know we went to the one that happened the year. Uh, we went to the one in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and we went to at least the one before that, if not two. The first one here was the year of Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer. No, I don't think we were there. Not sure. It was great movie, though. I'm trying to think of what else was going on <laughs> during that time. I remember that because they did a Twitter was still pretty newish at that time. And the Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer book did a Twitter contest to send in pictures of you emulating stuff from the book, acting. (laughs) So I sent in this weird picture. It was like something I put together in three seconds of two comic long boxes. And I sat there like Lincoln in the Lincoln Memorial. Uh And they loved it. So I got to meet the author of the book. They didn't sign anything. And we had kind of VIP-ish seats for the per, the panel. Sweet. Which was great. But then it was kind of, okay, you're going to sit here, and you don't get your seats back for the rest of the day don't. that you Boo. waited in line for. Well, there you go. And it's in its infancy, but, hey, I think they've been doing a lot better. Um, every year we go, we, we get to see new things. Oh, definitely. And, uh, man, this year has just been a barrage. I mean, cosplay, of course, is, is one of the, one of the biggest things at any of these cons, especially the Los Angeles-based or California-based cons. Mm-hmm. Um, Johan and I definitely participate in the cosplay community. Uh, we were doing our, our Yip Yip Sesame Street Martians. For you on, old school people. On, on Friday for, for you. Was that when you were the Cookie Monster? Yeah, everybody yeah, thinks Mr. we're Cookie Monster. Mrs. Cookie Monster, or we were the Menomina. People kept singing Menomina to us. And I just gave up, and I sang along. Said, fine. Do, 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 do. <laughs> so, and uh, today I was I was out there rocking the Yondu Mary Poppins. That's our new uh, cosplay that we just started doing. Well, we debuted it at L.A. Comic Con. L.A. Comic Con, yeah. which is just like WonderCon, except it's in L.A. Well, that one's sponsored by Stanley. That is sponsored by Stanley. The legend. But not at Anaheim. True that. I mean, these shows are just better. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. But uh, so we've, we've, we've checked out the costumes. The, the, the showroom floor has been incredible. Uh, just so much geek stuff. Uh, if you're into comics, they have a whole huge Silver Age and Golden and Bronze Age comic book section, which are all the old comic vendors out there selling anything you can possibly imagine. If you're just into geeky clothes, there's a oh, thousand a T-shirt booths. Well, something I noticed this time around is cosplay, uh, I guess, companies are starting to sell more costume pieces. So for those of us who can't sew, you too can own Gwenpool or Wonder Woman. I'm speaking from a girl perspective here, but... Or those T-Rex costumes that... (laughs) I may want to be Gwenpool. You'd be Wonder Woman. You look great. I'd have to shave my legs again. <laughs> again. <laughs> and uh, and so, of course, you've got that. You've got, you know, clothing. You've got the artist alley, which that's, that's, that's our personal spend. favorite. All of our money yeah, on. Yeah, we, we blew most of our, uh, of our budget today just uh, meeting different artists. And we met some really cool ones, got some really cool artwork. And then, of course, there are the panels. And that's one of the reasons we got Jeremiah here, because he actually goes to these things. Yeah, maybe you can tell us what was actually shown today. Um, well, would you like just today, or would you like a recap of yesterday? Oh, give, us, give us the weekend. Give it to us. Uh, well, yesterday, the first day, 
I, I got in to the con right at opening, did about an hour and a half walk of the floor, which is always something I love doing, especially here, because it's not San Diego Comic-Con where you can't walk <laughs> you can just because of cosplayers. People soup. Sorry, man. Um, but just stop. Dead stop rows. Here, we made it up and down the rows, my friend and I, and enjoyed everything, saw a lot of fun stuff, and then we went up to the new rooms, which... If you've been to the Anaheim Convention Center before, you're used to the second floor being where most of the rooms are. Now they built a whole new wing almost where the 200 room is, and that's the larger rooms. Not not quite Hall H for those who've been to San Diego Comic-Con. But they're big. They're big they're rooms. Big. Yeah, yeah, they're the larger ones. And that's where they're showing not the main stuff. The arena for... WonderCon is the big stuff. That's yeah. the Hall H of WonderCon. Uh oh. <laughs> I Dave, forgot to mute the computer. Mute the God, computer. is that you? Turned off the phone. <laughs> forgot to mute the computer. Oh well. Um, so they have really nice panel rooms. One room was showing more of the cartoon stuff. They they had Unikitty showing in there along with the Teen Titans movie and a couple of other smaller things. And that was 200B. 200A showed um, The Expanse, which is on sci-fi. Um, it's one of the sci-fi shows that's all set in space. Seemed very interesting. I'd never followed it. It's in their third season. They gave us a bit of a preview for that. I cannot think of how to pronounce the name of the main show that's on all our badges. It's the NBC new show. You got a badge around? We it's no, re- I just realized that. Re- I looked. Reviv, 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 reviv. It's on a, there. All right, hold on a second. Uh, I'll go grab it. Um, but... <laughs> Dave really did the one. <laughs> Maybe we should cut that. Should I unplug everybody? <laughs> Welcome to live podcasting. What happened? That's why you don't do it live. Oh, I just peed. Sorry. You just peed? What? <laughs> Are you pooping? <laughs> reverie? Reverie. <laughs> or, is it, or is it Revere? It's Revere. Reverie. reverie? Uh, I can't well, let's say take that, that back from, <laughs> from uh, that uh, show on NBC. So I, the show on NBC, Reverie, it... It premieres in a couple of weeks. Does it have the date on there of when it premieres? Nope. I want to say it's the end of this month, beginning of April. It's a very interesting show. Um, Dave, you probably remember the movie when we were kids. Of It was really the original VR type movie. I want to say it was like Mindstorm or something, where you plugged into a system and it took you into your dreams. Ooh. I vaguely remember yeah, that. Yeah, it, it's... It's kind of like that, where this company sells an ability to relive your favorite memory. Okay. Like, okay. You know, my favorite memory would be going to Disneyland for the first time. Sure. And of course it would. Yeah, of course. Duh. Uh, but it would be if I love going with you guys. It would go through our social media, your social media, pull out pictures of you, pull out pictures of Disneyland, pull out memories, things we'd written together. And it would put it all together as one set memory. Okay. So I could plug in, go into that memory, relive it as many times as I want. This sounds like the start of a really, really creepy Black Mirror episode. Kind of. If you've ever well, seen I that. haven't, but... Oh. Uh, um, 
kind of reminds me of Total Recall. It is Total Recall. But it's more memory-based, not just a fantasy. Yeah, it's Matrix, Total Recall, Alice in Wonderland. It is all kind of that feel. Wow. Um, And what happens is some of the people that go into Reverie, which is the company that sells this ability, they actually inject you with a little... It kind of looks like a sperm. Not going to lie. Whoa. <laughs> and it has the ability to pull you into the computer system of Reverie. Okay. Certain All people. All the Matrix. And, yeah. Yeah. Certain people have been going into the Reverie to relive their memories and not coming back out. Oh. They've been going into coma. That's the plot. Yeah. So the guy who's the head of security for Reverie recruits somebody that worked for him as a hostage negotiator. <laughs> so she, uh, Sarah, Sarah Sahi, she's a pop star actress. <laughs> One of those pop stars. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is what happens actress, after you record. Actors and actresses, you just say a name to me. <laughs> you record a podcast right on, on night two of <laughs> WonderCon after walking. We're a little, we're a little spacey. Uh, no, not Kevin Spacey. He can't be in TV shows anymore. <laughs> oh, too uh, soon. <laughs> so they recruit her to go into the dreams or into Reverie system and talk to the people and pull them, Get them out. out. Right. Um, the first episode they showed us, very interesting. I am sold on it, but it seems like it's it doesn't have a long shelf life. Mm. Kind of like a kind of like a flash forward type. Uh, yeah. It, they they started off by saying seven people have gone into a coma. So there's seven episodes. Okay. At the end of the episode where, spoiler, she brings the person out of reverie. <gasps> I know. Um, four more people have gone into a coma at that point. Right. So they have episodes set up. Right. It can be one of those, hey, this can go on for a while, or we have an end date mm-hmm. just to sure. on how we go. The show is very interesting. I will watch it if it... I don't know how far it can go because the orig- the first episode, the pilot, was a guy who his wife died in a car accident. He's reliving reliving the night where he proposed to her. Ah, okay. But there are different things in there. This is a little like Dollhouse. It, it is very strange. Kind of kind of Dollhouse meets uh, Black Mirror, San Junipero meets Flash. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's it just sounds like a bunch of recycled plot lines. It was, but it, I could see this working. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely one of those ones where I sat there and the, when it first started, I was like, um. But the most interesting thing, the guy who wrote the plot and wrote the writes the story, mm-hmm. told the story of how a couple of years ago he was in the audience at WonderCon. No. For and he he left. He fell in love. He wanted to do it, and he started proposing different stories. He had a couple of things be produced, but this is his actual series. Nice. Wow. So that that one was pretty interesting. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything after that because my main reason for being in there was the new Marvel show, Cloak and Dagger, that's uh-huh. on Freeform. That starts April. That I've been hearing a lot of good things. People have been talking about that today. That's got some buzz going. It it was one of those things. I mean, just as you, comic book geek. Mm-hmm. I Cloak and Guilty. Dagger has always been one of those. I I know who Cloak and Dagger is because I've seen the cool covers. Right. Never read any. Don't know any of the real stories. That would be me too. So Cloak and Dagger is a duo. Cloak 
has the ability to teleport. Dagger, she can shoot light daggers out of her hands <laughs> or create Ooh. light daggers. One of those plots, you kind of go, okay, sure. Yeah. Press the I believe button, uh, we're good. Why yeah. not? Um, they walked us in. They said, hey, you guys want to see a clip? We're, we all kind of got excited. And he goes, well, you do you want to see the two and a half minute trailer that's out? No, no, no. They go, okay, we're going to show you a clip, a 52 minute clip, which is the <laughs> entire first ser- first episode. It's a good clip. It was <laughs> a good clip. Uh, the pilot gives you everything you need to know. Excellent. Origin, what the conflict is, how they went from, they gained their powers as kids in an accident to where they are today, where they aren't friends and they bump into each other. And gosh, what happens when they bump into each other? Their powers emerge for the first ah. time in set mm-hmm. number of years. So you mean there's another uh, comic book based TV series coming out? I know. And what it's a, by Marvel. Marvel. <laughs> nice. Not the usual uh, DC. Yeah. Not by CW. <laughs> I know. That's the weirdest thing. It's on Freeform, which Freeform used to be ABC Family and Freeform. Right. I, I haven't watched anything on Freeform. I, I felt like Freeform was more of the, I apologize if I offend anybody, the teenage girl mm-hmm. kind of Got with it. those shows. That, which is basically what the CW was for, yeah. for CBS. Uh, Siren, which is the mermaid show, is on that also, which okay. is another one. So I, I kind of felt, okay, this is just going to be teen angsty. It has the teen angst, but for what used to be ABC Family, they have implied sex. Mm-hmm. Showing drug use and underage drinking. That's in that's a that's a risk for yeah, uh, especially a, a teenagey type uh, type show. Exactly, and you they don't say how old they are because they're giving our ratings to that even in even in previews mm-hmm. for movies. So, and this is this is not just a light step; it's a heavy step. Oh. At one point, the implied drug use is there's a line of something on a mirror, and her head goes down and snorts it. There you go. Um, it's not cocaine. I know that because it's she steals prescription drugs. Oh, okay, kind of stuff. So crushing up aspirin. Ex- yeah. Pez like we used to do back in the day. <laughs> Maybe you did. Pixie I sticks. didn't do that. What you were you a naughty teenager. I used to snort mm-hmm. banaca. Are you kidding? Me? Naughty. Oh. Dude. Naughty. <laughs> um, but they went through that episode. Very good. Something I will definitely be sold on watching, probably for the run of it. And it's also the stars are younger. So it's something that can go they can on grow. longer okay. as opposed to Cap or any of those yeah. that are like, their shelf life as a superhero has kind of reached the end when yeah. they hit 40. Yeah. Um, Unless they're Tony Stark. Yes. Then they can just become AI. Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. can do anything he likes. That's right. <laughs> uh, but that was the end of last night. Went back to my hotel, crashed hard. <laughs> like you're going to tonight <laughs> after this. Yes. If you even make it out of the room. This is the joys of somebody buying you dinner. You right. do a podcast. That's right. right. That's right. We know That's how to bribe them. Yeah. <laughs> um, today was the arena, which was their, as I said, their big room. And it was mostly the television stuff, a little bit of movie previews. But you got to see the Ready Player One. You went to the Ready Player One panel, but which is everybody's excited about recall, that. Uh, it was kind of a buzzkill. Yes. Uh, well, the start of the day was seeing... Batman Ninja, which is an animated Batman movie that's coming out. 
if you're a Batman fan or a Ninja fan or a Transformer fan or an Ultron fan, this is a movie you want to see at least once. Or an anime fan. <laughs> yeah, it's very beautiful, very interesting. Um, I like how you said, if this wasn't actually written and directed by a uh, Japanese um, uh, production company, it, and, would, be and offensive. it would be offensive yes. to that because it is so anime yeah. heavy. It was it was very much a cliche of you think of you know giant robots you think of check. robots that form a bigger robot check check yeah you think of ninjas and gotta have ninjas even they have Catwoman anime style with big eyes nice and I was like okay man um, interesting film you I, like anime you you totally I it. think I'm gonna have to watch this yeah I it, love anime and it is definitely a beautiful film like there are types there are times where you're watching it and you just kind of get lost in the background mm-hmm. but the best part they wrote it Japanese they sent it to America for the approvals of the lines and keeping mm-hmm. the characters right so when it's translated into English, there are types. There are times where Robin, a little little bit of a plot plot background of it. Batman, Robin, Red Robin, Red Hood, and Nightwing are all trying to stop Gorilla Grodd. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> Gorilla Grodd. Oh man, Gorilla Grodd is in Arkham. He's created a machine that can travel through time and space, and he's trying to sell it to the villains of Arkham that are Deathstroke, Penguin, (laughs) Joker, of course, course. with Harley, um, and Poison Ivy. All right. I think that's it. Okay. Uh, Something goes wrong. Penguin. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) They get sent from Gotham back in time to Japan during the... Ninja Shogun era where there's samurais. Nice. That alone, you just kind of go, really? (laughs) Batman versus samurai. So they time travel back. Batman shows up two years after everybody else got there. Okay. The the way they explain that is Dark Knight Returned. Who can understand time travel? <laughs> All the, everybody good. else has been there for two years. Batman, who was in the same building or just outside, shows up two years after everybody else. Okay. In that two years, they've had time to build giant robot castles. Because <laughs> uh, everybody knows how to do that. Well, it's Joker. It's everybody from present. Day. Sure. Uh, who's referred to as Lord Joker. Lord Joker. This... <laughs> Is it, this I'll, I'll sum it up in a second. So my two of the best parts of this, Batman lands two years later. He's standing in the middle of ancient Japan. Everybody's looking at him. Something, a piece of paper flies up and he catches it. Batman, the ultimate detective, looks down and goes, and all you see is words. This is Japanese. <laughs> oh, jeez. He unrolls a little bit and there's a sketch of Batman. And he goes, that's me. (laughs) Killer detective work. It's exactly what they said. Um, And this is the part that will sell buying this. Robin has a pet monkey. What? Monkey Chi. Monkey Chi. (laughs) 
<laughs> who does look like a Monchichi kind right of. Um, when Batman is trying to. No, I'm not even going to explain it. <laughs> um, That's all you point... need to know. It's got a monkey. Oh, wait. <laughs> so. Monkey-chi is on Robin's arm, or on Robin's shoulder. As, as it would be. At one point, everything stops. Monkey-chi runs off and finds his girlfriend, another monkey with a pink bow in her hair. Well, of course. And Nightwing, is, or I think it's Nightwing, or it's either Nightwing or Red Hood, or in the background goes, where did she come from? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's so many of those times where they're... They are pretty much us going, what, <laughs> what in the world is going on? Thank you for breaking the fourth wall yeah. for me. <laughs> um, this movie is the ultimate Japanese anime commercial for cosplay and toys. And new toys. Love it. Which every Japanese... And yeah. Now, now is this is this a movie? Is this a direct to? It's a direct to Blu-ray. Direct to Blu-ray. Yeah, okay. okay. So kind of like in, in in the spirit of the of the Batman animated mm-hmm. and the Justice League and all that. Yeah, that's been it's exactly out. that. Gotcha. And they even the panel kept reinforcing. I want to see this cosplay at San Diego. Which <laughs> I want to be Monkey Cheese girlfriend. I, <laughs> by I just want to stand in the background. Movie. Go. Where'd you come from? Yeah. All I need is a bow. It is amazing. <laughs> uh, so that panel happened. We went into Ready Player One. Ready Player One movie I'm looking forward to, been looking to, forward to since this summer or this past summer where I read the book. I love the book. I did not see this tweet, but apparently there was a tweet from Warner Brothers at some point said, during the WonderCon panel, they're going to show us the first 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, you were even... Yeah, I was... You, you put that up on Twitter or Facebook this morning. I was morning. doubting that. I'm going to go see the first 20 minutes of Ready Player One. Because I Jealous? didn't fact check. Um, they, who fact checks Warner uh, Brothers? They brought out a panel of the stars. They went through. They talked about how amazing it is, how it is a love letter to Steven Spielberg from Steven Spielberg, even though he doesn't want it to be about him, <laughs> because they reference... Goonies and Gremlins and every single movie he had some hand in in the Mm -hmm. 80s because it is a love letter to the 80s and you can't have a love letter to the 80s without Steven Spielberg movies. Of course. Um, Great panel. Very entertaining. Okay, thanks for coming to this panel. Hope you guys all enjoyed it. And they walk off stage. And that's where you go, okay. Yeah. Okay. Press play. They showed us the sizzle reel trailer (laughs) that they've had out for a little while and that was it. I wasn't disappointed because it was entertaining, but I was disappointed because I'm like, I want to see it. You're waiting for you're waiting for the D23 ending. Oh, yeah. one more, more thing. thing. Here's Jack Sparrow. Here's, here's you know. Here comes the Iron Giant walking out on stage. Um, I I will say during that or right after that panel, I did buy my tickets for Ready Player One that comes out next week. Right. So I'm like, okay. Now I, I have a question because you would know a little bit more even seeing the sizzle reel. I have heard that there's going to be a lot of kind of Easter eggs, as, as you mentioned. There's a lot of Steven Spielberg type stuff and mm-hmm. stuff from the '80s. But I heard there's going to be like even like there's going to be Disney. There's going to be you know cartoons, just all kinds of stuff because everybody in that world has their avatars, so they can pretty much be anything. There are definitely going to be things that they could get permission to use. Like in the trailer, the war when it's happening, there's a battle toad running right. at it. And it's like things like that, which are 
you know, those who know will geek out. Those who don't know will be like, what is a toad running <laughs> in a war? Um, right. Because you know. Johanna and I are actually, uh, if, if everything goes well, if everything happens the way it's supposed to happen this week, we're going to go see uh, uh, Ready Player One on Wednesday. We're hoping to do a podcast to to talk about our experience with yep. that because we're doing something we've never tried before, and we'll talk about that hopefully on the next Disney Challenge uh, podcast. But still a little apprehensive about that. <laughs> You'll I'm enjoy. Not gonna it. lie. It's another one of those. Uh, hey, we'll do this for a podcast. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy watching awesome. a movie Can't from wait. a toilet. It's I'm looking forward. I was going to say, or else I'm going to be in the bathroom doing some <laughs> unpleasant things, and it's not pooping. Oh, um, but the the stuff they they talked about was very entertaining. It's if you've read the book, you will be, I don't want to say disappointed, but it's expect what happens when you read a book and mm-hmm. then you see a movie. Things that you want aren't there or change. That's actually why I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I really want to read the book, but I, I decided I'm going to wait until after the movie comes out. And I know so many people who, man, they just get so upset at these kind of things. Yeah, I've, yeah. I, yeah, I, I've, I've always been of the mindset that, I appreciate literature for literature, and I appreciate cinema for cinema. And when they cross the two over, I kind of like to see what they did. Like, if I've read the book, I like to see how they interpreted it into a cinematic universe, Mm -hmm. knowing they're going to have to change things, cut things. And then I also like to go in reverse, and I like to see this was what they did with it. Let's go and see what the source material, so maybe there will be more to the story. And that's one of the things they said is, if you read the book after you see the movie, it expands. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Ernest Klein, who wrote the book, was on the panel, and he pretty much said, like, when he wrote the book, put it to the publishers, waiting for it to be published, he started writing drafts of the movie. Okay. Knowing that in the book, there's video games, there's movies, there's music, there's references to everything in the 80s that is owned Across the board. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're never going to be able to get all the yeah. missions from sure. all of them, yeah. And he also pointed out that in the book, there's... Sorry, just trying not to spoil things. There <laughs> we are, like to do spoil-free reviews. There are plots, or there are, the challenges in the book are not very cinematic. Okay. So there are changes. I mean, if you've seen the trailer, you've seen the big race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in the book, that's the first challenge from what I've been told. The first challenge in the book, when I read it, is you play a game of Joust, the video game. Love it. So Writing in on ostriches. (laughs) No, you're playing the video game Joust. Oh, okay. okay. That's what the first challenge is. So, yeah, it's not exciting, some guy sitting there playing Joust on the movie. (laughs) So they've transformed it into a huge race. Okay. Um, reading the book, loving the book, there are times where I'm thinking, okay, the first challenge, after you see the movie and then you'll read the book, we'll need to rehab this conversation Mm -hmm. just because there's so many things like, that wasn't right. (laughs) Um, Wait a minute. Yeah, and that was my biggest thing I've been waiting for was the Ready Player One. I wasn't disappointed. They kind of resold me on... Okay, I'm going to go to the movie and enjoy it for what it is. What it is, yeah. And that's hey, that's that's what these that's what these panels are. Sometimes yeah. they sometimes they hit. Occasionally they miss, but for the most part, it's uh, to get people like you, and especially you, because you you're you're in you're in the you know you're in the journalism industry. 
<laughs> You're in the voluntary journalism industry. Uh, Jeremiah okay. writes for Laughing Place, and uh, you know he gets sent out to these things to go to, to go review them. But and I'm not laughing at the. I write for Laughing Place. I, laughingplace.com. Please stop by. Yes, plug. I, I love Laughing Place. Plug away. I am very thankful for everything that I do. Dave has known me. We met in. 89, 90, I, probably right, right around there. there yeah. Um, wow, we are old. No kidding. Uh, I, I am not a writer. I don't even. <laughs> I don't even speak that well, um, <laughs> unless we're, you know, something was written for us, right? Uh, but I do write, cover stuff for the parks for Disney. Laughing Place is all about Disney, so. I came out for this to cover the Cloak and Dagger and one of the panels I'm about to speak about. But, yeah, being a journalist <laughs> is the farthest thing from what I feel I do. And I've had people go, no, you you write. You're a journalist. I'm like, I write for a website. I write 240 characters. That's all it takes. So, but yeah, <laughs> it, it counts. It is. And we love reading it. It so. is amazing. <laughs> and, and I'm glad that just a step away from everything, that you guys have now turned into something, especially the podcast that is... We're journalists Growing. Now. <laughs> and, well, no. It, thinking back to when Dave and I first met, how we were just geeky teens. That, yeah. You know, Who just sat around and talked about this kind of stuff. You have a beautiful wife. I'm, Aww, I'm still single, you. but that's because I choose to be. But, you know... Single by choice. At, at that time, we, we were like, yeah... Girls, yeah, all right. girls. Come on. Um, but now that we've we've matured, <laughs> no, we, we've aged. <laughs> yeah, uh, we've turned this into something that we love, and that's, that's why I'm glad I could be on your guys' podcast. And the Appreciate Disney it. Challenge is still something that I I take pride in being part of it, even though I'm not as much a part of it as I'd like to be. Being you know, a few thousand miles away. Eh, you know, we'll get you out one of these days. We'll surprise everybody. We'll, 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 we'll reveal you from behind a curtain or something. And they're all going to be like, oh, no, not no. him again. And he wrote <laughs> half the question. I still get tweets from your guys. Send germ a <laughs> selfie stick <laughs> picture. Every now and then somebody will like one of these things. I'm like, oh, stop. That was a great question. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Um, Memories. All right, so what else? You got uh, so, you uh, did Ready Player One? Ready Player One, and then we went into... I really feel like I'm forgetting something, but at this point it doesn't matter. Uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, which was a great panel. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. In between Ready Player One Fear of the Walking Dead, Netflix, new series Lost in Space. That's right. Oh, I thought that was the last one you did. No, that was that was the middle. They Okay. They cut out trailer part for some reason because they were running nope. short. But they showed us the full pilot episode of Lost in Space, which is a great I I saw the teaser trailer for that online and it it looks really interesting. It, it is and it's it's very much I mean again you and I watched Lost in Space sure. reruns when we were kids. Oh. Reruns. Oh. Yeah, that's why I didn't include you on that. Um, but all of her three years younger, yeah. two two and a half. Well, plus she's female, so yeah. that kind of yeah, yeah. I've never seen an episode yeah. to be honest. Danger, Will Robinson. What is that? Oh, so they show us the episode, and when Robot says that line, which mm-hmm. is in the teaser yeah, commercial, kind of like in the background. Yeah, it is like everybody erupted. It is a beautiful show. It is a family drama, and I don't think it's spoilers because it's on IMDb. <laughs> but 
Parker Posey. Danger, Will Robinson. Yes. Danger, no, Will that part, like, Danger. in my head, I didn't know. Like, I, I knew, but it wasn't in the front of my brain. All of a sudden, Parker Posey shows up at the end, and she's like, I'm Dr. Smith. I just <laughs> lost it. Yep. Not the old fart, Dr. Yeah. Smith. It's going to be Parker Posey. You love Parker Posey, don't you? I've seen her in movies, but if you paid me a million dollars right now to go name something she's been in, I got nothing. Josie and the Pussycats. Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, is she with the Batgirl? Yep. <laughs> Dave, high five right there. <laughs> exactly. We both pulled up Josie and the Pussycats <laughs> yes. first. No, wait. They're at that movie with Cameron Diaz, Christina Applegate. Yep. Sweetest thing? No, that's... Sweet. No, no, that, no, that is the sweetest thing. That's no. not Parker Posey. Parker Posey. I thought no, she was no. the bride. That is uh, Selma... Oh, wait. No, she was the bride. Thank no, you. you're right. Yes, yes, yes. Get me on the chick flick. Yes. Okay. okay. There you go. There you but go. That's I was not so much a chick flick because both Dave and I were like oh, sweetest thing. Sweetest thing. Yeah. thing. That was... The fact that you both just yelled out Josie and the Pussycats, <laughs> you just lost your man card. We just uh, traded <laughs> it in for unitards. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but they, so after the, that movie, yeah, no. <laughs> after the they showed us the episode, they brought out the panel. Um, talk to everybody. Very interesting. The family dynamics changed a little bit. They've changed up how everything goes. But the little boy who plays Will Robinson talked about meeting um, the original Will Robinson, who I can't think of his name. Uh, he was in Twilight Zone. He was the kid wish him into the cornfields. Oh. Uh, Mooney. Mooney. Uh, can't remember his yeah. name. Yeah, his last name's Mooney. Okay, but he talked about how he met him and yeah. geeked out and really learned a lot about the character. Cool. And I was like, how? How would he know? Yeah, Mooney, <laughs> like the kid, even said, "I don't heard Danger Will Robinson before," and he's the kid's probably like eight or nine. Yeah. and I was like, that's not even something that's nowadays in the normal nomenclature, unless. You're our age, and you grew up and, watching and, it. And anytime something happens, you say Danger Will Robinson. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but that was very interesting. The panel was great. Everything about that show looks amazing. It comes out April 3rd, I believe. I can actually remember that date. All right, coming up soon. And binge watching that will happen. Nice. Uh, then we had Fear of the Walking Dead, which was great. They showed us a little bit of kind of a sizzle reel of it. They brought out the cast. Um, if you're familiar with Walking Dead, and this isn't a spoiler, uh, they bring in one of the characters from Walking Dead into Fear of the Walking Dead, even though it's set in different time periods. You were telling us at dinner, it was like it's set, it, it's kind of previous to The Walking Dead. Yeah, Walking Dead is about, it's eight seasons in, but it's probably about four or five years since the outbreak. Right. Fear of the Walking Dead is probably a year or two in its fourth season after the outbreak. Okay. So they're running concurrent, but they're bringing one of the characters in who was in Walking Dead, and he disappeared for a few seasons. I keep saying he because off the top of my head, I can't think of his name for the life of me. (laughs) And you're talking to two people who have never watched an episode Uh, of Walking Dead. I'm sure somebody's like, come on, (laughs) Eddie, remember, blah, blah, blah. Um, They went through the panel. Very interesting. Great talk. I, I felt like they didn't need to sell anybody on it. Mm-hmm. So it was just a, hey, here's fun. And Hardwick was hosting it. So, okay. of course, yeah. it got entertaining. That panel happened. And then what surprised me was a popular panel because I, I absolutely love this show. And I've loved this show since I saw it the first time at the D23 Expo. 
Agents of Shield. Agents That's of Shield. That's the one I was looking forward to. Yeah, and it's been on the bubble for the past two seasons of cancellation. They haven't announced it's coming back for its sixth season yet next wow. year. Man, but the way it's going, it seems like it's it's on pace. Mm-hmm. Well, it, the, the great thing about Agents of Shield, I mean, we got into it kind of at its at its infancy when it first mm-hmm. premiered. Mm-hmm. We, we missed it at D twenty three. But we started watching it from the get-go, and I I just love the way it just tied everything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. That's true. into into the television universe. So things that were happening, I, like when, okay, spoilers if you haven't seen uh, Age of Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> I think, what was it? Was it Age of Ultron when all of a sudden everything went Hydra, and then Hydra came back? And now, or was it was that Captain America, Captain Winter, America Soldier. Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier, yeah. yeah. Even before that, uh, so now there's Hydra, and all of a sudden they just completely shifted. After that movie came out that weekend, the very next Agents of Shield was dealing with Hydra, and and I th- I thought it was so cool how they could play things on two different fronts and not cross over many of the characters. They brought in a couple like Lady Sif. And, yeah, and Lady Sif and, and Nick Fury are the yeah. two main ones that have come on. Yeah. And Wait, Nick Fury. Have we seen that? He was in an episode. Okay. okay. Good. Yeah. Right, it was about to go all crap. <laughs> uh, maybe not. <laughs> well, yeah. No, no, he doesn't appear. If it's in the last uh, season and a half, we kind of no, have fallen behind. No, it's earlier and okay. you probably yeah. saw it. Um, and they, as opposed to a panel where it's, hey, we're going to sit and you know ask the preset questions to all the stars. Right. And they had every, well, they had the main stars. Clark Gregg was in Washington for the walk. The walk going for, right now. for your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which was very great. Everybody applauded that. But they pointed out this is the first con since Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. started yep. that he's missed because he loves doing this. He thrives on these. And so, he is so loved by the fans. Yeah. He, he is one of the great ones. Uh, Chloe Bennett and Ming-Na Wen were talking about how he said that he's missing it. Mm-hmm. So Chloe Bennett sent him a video of us all saying how much we love him. <laughs> That's great. And then he FaceTimed back with her. So he was FaceTiming for a couple of seconds with us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Chloe Bennett goes, okay, I have to turn this off in case I get some, you know, text that people shouldn't read. <laughs> so we all cracked up. <laughs> you know up. what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there were there were some conversations. Of, <laughs> I know Ming-Na Wen is, she's, Ming-Na Wen is, over 50 years old. No, no kidding. Way. I know. She looks wow. amazing. And she she comes out and is the biggest pervert in the world. Like, <laughs> I saw her at New York Comic Con. Nice. And they were just making joke after joke and just want, she kept wanting to throw in her mm-hmm. her uh, blue side <laughs> input. And there they would children look at that. Yeah. Uh, so they do that kind of stuff. But it was, it was very entertaining. And instead of just asking all the stars their different questions, they opened it straight up to Q and A with the, with the audience. Okay, okay. It, so it was just, hey, just fun. What do you want to know? Mm-hmm. We will tell you anything. Uh, one of the new characters, Deke, who just came on this season, uh, Jeff, something or other. <laughs> it's late. I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. To <laughs> it's all the late. And we have listeners. no memory of. Um, <laughs> He is the whole running gag was he's the butt of everybody's jokes. Like they would say, We are all great, happy to be here. We love being here. It's ever we have to be here with Jeff. <laughs> so it was just nonstop. And they kept ragging on him the whole time. It was, it was he's, just hilarious. He's the FNG. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, he's new to the series, so it was nonstop. And 
every question we'd, that somebody would ask, they'd always find a way to poke at him. Mm-hmm. When somebody asked him a question and he started responding, Chloe Bennett and Ming-Na Wen started going, oh, do you want to go get something to eat right now? Like into the <laughs> microphone to block what he was saying. So it was just entertaining. And then finally a girl stands up and goes, can we see more? And then Jeff Loeb, who's hosting or moderating, goes, oh, you guys want to see more? Normally they're like, okay, well, here's 10 minutes. Here's, mm-hmm. here's the beginning of this episode. They showed us the end of next week's episode. Man, spoilers. Well, and that's the thing. There's not. No spoilers at the end? Because the end doesn't tell us what happened at the beginning, which oh. is what the whole thing is. Like, there was questions from that that I'm like, I, I need to know what happened. <laughs> they know how to hook you. Yeah, it was great. And then after that, it's, okay, get out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, it, it makes this really interesting, and... and since we've been coming to com or to uh, WonderCon for so long, I remember the first WonderCon or two that we went to. We would go to a couple panels here and there, and it was like, uh, "How did Disney bound?" And uh, you know, and then you know, it was like uh, uh, tips on cosplay or how to produce your own comic book. And it was just these really kind of like low key hour long panels. And it was like, well, they definitely don't have the clout that Comic-Con does. And then Stan Lee's Comic-Con, that one started growing in popularity. They started getting some local talent to come there. I remember when like, we saw Kevin Smith, Ralph Garman, and they brought out um, uh, Burt Ward. They were going to bring Adam West, but he wasn't feeling that well. And they did kind of a whole Batman 66, and it was kind of cool. Okay, so they're starting to get some star power. So now it sounds like WonderCon has kind of taken that Comic-Con juice, and they're starting to bring in some of the studios and really show off you know, movies and TV shows and, and bring in some stars. So it's, that, that's cool. Cause that means that we're getting our little con is growing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, WonderCon is, I love WonderCon just because it is still little con. You can get into everything. Yeah. Well today there was definitely not people getting into the arena, ah. even though there was space, like when something would clear out or after one of the panels, you could see the clearing out and then you would see people coming in and as the woman who sat behind me for almost the entire day who had a laugh that could break glass. <laughs> Whoa. And um, she went out at one point, and she came back, and I heard her state to the person she was standing next to, there's a grip of people out there. <laughs> okay. I guess that means there's a lot. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> but it is definitely more unique than... Going to a San Diego Comic Con. Sure, sure. So it's kind of that. It's kind of that halfway point between San Diego and like a D twenty three. Yeah, and just all the all the geeky stuff you can. Um, well, uh, Jeremiah was talking about Fear of the Walking Dead. I know Johanna has been running uh, in fear uh, from half of the costumes. Oh, why did you have to bring <laughs> that, that this year's up? Con. Uh, oh, as, as we mentioned, the cosplay. It's fun to see everybody dressing up as their favorite characters, but man, it. Stephen King has just not okay. revitalized, not just Pennywise, but the creepy <laughs> clown movement. There are so many evil clowns, and just I would turn the corner and be like, oh, no, not another There's one. There's two or three of them all ganging up together. <laughs> well, I think, was it yesterday or today that a couple of evil, evil clowns won the picture with that us? That was yesterday when we were doing the yip-yips. 
I was shaking inside the costume, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I was like, hurry up, take the photo, let's go away. So you should have all listeners send you evil clown pictures? Dude. Uh, oh, my at God. The no. the at, at the Disney Challenge on Twitter? At Disney Challenge on Twitter. Hey, further... Oh, no, I do check that one. <laughs> I'm going to have to block that account now. What's Thank your you. Instagram? Um, I am pleading <laughs> the fifth. We can tag you on those. <laughs> I'm going to... Hang on. Yeah. It's, just been, it, it's, it's just been a blast. I mean, two days has gone by in a breeze and we are going for a third day tomorrow uh you got any you got any big plans for for tomorrow uh tomorrow i am going to an 80 years of marvel comics celebration which is just some small panel and then probably walking the floor looking for any t-rexes get to get Uh, to come i don't know Uh, you might might find one she's very oh but she's very huggable so i encourage you to, to give her a hug Squeeze the air right out. <laughs> yeah, just just don't give a big bear hug like some of the teens. No, come up. unfortunately, in case you haven't figured out, um, I dress as a T Rex, but I walk around with a sign that says "free hugs," and it's guaranteed that at every con, one person. It's not an invitation, by the way. Yeah, usually somebody that's young, like a teenager or somebody in their twenties, will tackle me. Like, oh, free hug, and they slam me, and like, oh, wait, human inside, you don't <laughs> have to do that. You so. mean it's not a real T-Rex? It's not a right? real T-Rex. It's not just an inflatable robot running around. <laughs> <laughs> so just at that point, like, please step away from the T-Rex. Well, that's it. So costumes, interesting panels, lots and lots of shopping. It, they, they've got something for everybody. If you haven't been to one of these uh, California cons, come on out to WonderCon. Usually takes place in the spring or Stan Lee's Comic-Con that takes place in the fall. Uh, just check them out online and... Come and enjoy. We hope that we've turned you on to something new uh, on this edition. And uh, we just want to say thanks for listening. We're going to sign off now. Like I said, this is a very special episode. And it's getting late. We're getting tired. Oh, I'm over it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for the Disney Challenge Podcast, I'm Dave. And I'm Johanna. I'm Jeremiah. Thank you so much for listening. Johanna, sign us off. Oh, tiring. Okay, let's see if I can remember this. May your churros be warm. Your dough whip be cool, and may your day be sprinkled with Disney magic. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>